Play ya ya ding dong. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we're giving to this episode. Please, you know, listen to us on an eight track or a old style tape, or burn us onto a record. Because you have a, they have those now. Bye. Wait, wait. Uh, one more thing. Uh, I have a ranking of um, Eurovision winning songs. So I, I don't know how many of these you guys have actually ever heard, but uh, I have a ranking from best to worst of yes. the, the top five. Okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> of the top five songs, number one, Carola, Fångad av en Stormwind, 1991. Number two, Abba with Waterloo from 1974. Number three, Monselle Melove with Heroes, 2015. Number four, Lorene with Euphoria, 2012. And number five, Charlotte Nilsson with Take Me to Your Heaven from 1999. Good, so you're going to rank the uh, songs from the movie. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's before, saying that before you did it. That's all the time we're going to give to this episode, and that's where you interrupt me. Okay. Well, no. Am I supposed you... to do that now? I, well, probably, because it, how, it's not an interruption otherwise. <laughs> this is going to be... It's going to be the hardest editing job yet. <laughs> that's all the time we're giving to this episode, unless someone has something under their... Are you going to interrupt me? <laughs> I already did the ranking. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Thomas, do you want to tell us about the ratings of Eurovision? Is this supposed to be... I'm just reading based off your schedule here. Is this Eurovision the actual thing, or is this the ratings of the (laughs) movie? These are the ratings, the letter grades that we usually give to the movie. Oh, for the movie. Okay, let me start again. Well, you didn't make that clear. So so he should be like, what do you guys think? Okay, so... um, that was a pretty good discussion. Very intellectual discussion of uh, the movie Eurovision. <laughs> um, Thomas, uh, what's your what's your grade at a, a, of uh, seven through thirty five for this movie? <laughs> seven through thirty five. What? <laughs> uh, between, between seven and thirty five stars. What do you give it? Oh, uh, twenty nine and a half. What? Oh, that's right. You did say you like this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, I, I, as I've said before, uh, this movie was amazing. So yeah, twenty nine right. and a half. You've stars. said that so many times. <laughs> Chris, you hated it. So how many stars do you give it? What, what's what's my range? Is it the same as his? Um, no, just one through five. Uh, two stars. Wow, that's okay. Well, that well, makes sense. I knew that, 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 that makes. That I mean, Palm Springs is a two star movie. Uh, Ryan, Chris doesn't recognize quality when it hits him in the face, like Fastbender giving him whiplash, uh, but that's okay. Fastbender. Just see that email I got from Plex that spelled it. Yeah. F-A-S-T-B-E-N-D-R. That, is um, really, like, that should be grounds to sue, right? Like he could literally sue them over that. Why not? I would. If I was him, they put a T instead of an S. Hey, yeah, yeah, ding dong. Um, well, so, but Ryan, so, uh, Ryan, how did you like it? 
Um, I gave it a seven. Out of ten. Oh. Mm, I mean, I, I I liked it. I thought it wasn't as I as I said earlier. It's uh, Will Ferrell without Adam McKay is not not the best Will Ferrell, but uh, there's still there were enough funny stuff that uh, that that I liked it, and the other performances were good. Was was Will Ferrell involved in Vice? Mm, I mean, they he has a production company. Um, well, they did. Adam McKay and Will Ferrell had a production company together. Um, and I think Eurovision was their last movie called Gary Sanchez Productions. And I'm pretty sure they... They just, broke up the they, band? They broke up the, part, the production company after just recently. Gary Sanchez was a producer of um, Vice. But I guess, I don't know. I, I imagine that Will Ferrell would prefer that Adam McKay would write for him again, but uh doesn't seem like that's going to happen. <laughs> so uh, now that we've talked about uh, the movie beat by beat and really got into the scene by scene breakdown, what, what were the performances? What do we like from the movie? So I feel like we could look at this movie with a completely different set of quadrants. And uh, if we do that, uh, this is an A plus movie, five out of five stars um, quadrants being, um, incest. Um, Wait, how many quadrants are there going to be? Uh, well, three. There's okay. usually three, right? Mm-hmm. Incest, flamboyant Europeans, and just kind of just a fictional, just kind of fun, made up. Uh, it's, just, it's just fun to make fun of Europeans, you know? Um, Question. I, tried to ex- I tried to explain to, to Thomas early on that I think of every European in a very specific way. Well, um, I... I Cousin Matthew in this movie is the perfect image. Um, I don't think he's acting. I think that's just him. Uh, Cousin Matthew, who played the Russian with the eye makeup and uh, who had the sculptures uh, with the accurate genitalia. (laughs) Thomas, you had a question? How many gay people are there in Russia? Uh, None. (laughs) <laughs> i liked i like that part of it i i like that's one of the things i like most it's just like taking like um you know shots at russia like that because of how, the, you know, how the, putin the, says there's no gay people there and, the, the first and they're, is, they're actually actively discriminated against right yeah the the first scene where uh, alexander lemto comes on stage and he sings what was the title of his song love is a lion or the yes. lion of the night something, or something like that lion, yeah. and, Ooh, uh, cousin matthew uh, and so when alexander lemto did that i was like huh this is slightly homoerotic but i like it this is this is really good <laughs> of course you liked it thomas you're a european uh, but but uh, as as for what you were you were saying, like yeah, it's like homosexuality in Russia is a thing because it doesn't really exist. So one one year of Eurovision, the Russian contestants was the group or band Tattoo, who I think might be international in America too. At least they're known throughout Europe, and it's it's these two girls who have been performing together since they were really young, and they had some uh, quote unquote vicious rumors circling around them that they were actually lesbians, but because they were Russian, they couldn't come out with it and so on and so forth. Uh, And this was a year where Russia sent them to Eurovision because they thought that they could actually win and it would be a feather in the cap for Putin if they managed to win Eurovision. They did it. Their song was garbage. (laughs) 
What's what's interesting about kind of the chicken hawk kind of type of of guy that Putin is, you know, topless on a getting taking pictures of himself topless on a on a horse is is um I mean that in itself is kind of homoerotic, is it not? Like <laughs> <laughs> what are him and that horse gonna do later? So uh throughout the movie, uh Lars and Secret um are asked at various points, whether they're brother and sister and Lars is always like, probably not. <laughs> well, at the end of the movie, it's clear that their parents get married officially making them stepbrother and stepsister. So even though they, they, at that point they finally are like, okay, I guess we're not brother and sister. Um, they actually get to become brother and sister, but, but it looks like they've had a baby together already. So. Yeah. So at that point it's fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a, a good movie um, has got to have a little bit of will they, won't the incest in it. How as, that... as we learned from Ryan in that Spanish show, where, where mm-hmm. the mom and the, and the son are, yeah, yeah. How how do you like uh, Pierce Brosnan's old man look? Oh man, T- tell you what, it, Pierce Brosnan looks pretty svelte. At of course, he's only they as they point out, um, not they point like I was doing some re- research. He's only thirteen years older than Farrell, so like. <laughs> He's supposed to be his dad, um, and, and maybe that's maybe that's why he looks year old, so good. Years older than Will Ferrell's eleven years older than Rachel McAdams. No, I liked I I liked what they did with the Russian because they made him likable and you know somewhat sympathetic while still taking shots at Russia. I I appreciate that. At least I liked him. But so I I actually wanted to ask Chris because Chris is a known Will Ferrell hater. So how this how is did not you like? true. This, this is, is not true. true. This is not true. Well, you're an unknown Will you Ferrell like, hater, but you don't how... like Step Brothers. I, I love him as a comedic actor. Uh, I, I grew up loving him. I thought Night at the Roxbury was great when I was a teenager. But as he kind of uh, developed into a feature film actor, it seemed like they took a few good skits, um, something he was good at, and stretched them into feature length films. And and none of very few of them work for me. I feel like they're too long. Uh, they're boring. Um, they take a small shtick that works. Just say he doesn't like my burgers. <laughs> I will punch you in the face if you don't get off the shed. Now get off the shed. Get off the shed. Get off the damn shed. Hey, honey, those look about done. They sure do. Chow time, just moments away. Like him yelling at somebody, you know, like yelling back and forth or, or like this, like one of my favorite skits that he did was his audition for SNL where he's like, get off the shed, get off the shed. And then he goes, was back that to like in his audition? I thought that was, I believe the, it was. I, I thought was. that's one of his most famous actual skits though. Yeah. Is the get off the shed. And it's skit. outrageously funny. I will punch you in the face if you don't get off the shed, <laughs> get off the shed. And he transitions back to flipping hamburgers. Hey, so how's, how, how's your wife? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't like Step Brothers. You nope. don't like the Anchorman. I freaking hated Anchorman. I know you don't like like all of his best comedies, the ones that he did with Adam McKay. I, I, I like the other guys. Okay, the that other... is an Adam. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that is that's up there. The the other guys, as listeners might remember, is one of the movies I showed to my family here over Midsommar, and they loved it. They thought it was funny. Like, that's, Did you go that's into um, 
was that stepdad movie he did with Mark Wahlberg? Those two of them. They did two of them. Um, was it called Dad, the Step Daddy's Home or something? Daddy's Home. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not seeing that. See, the first one. I, I, I mean, because Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell are good together, and the first one is there. There's some laughs in the first one. Okay. Um, is Mel Gibson s- in the second one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he are, is. Are we, are we allowed? To John laugh Lithgow from? is in is his, the second okay. one too. <laughs> The, the the thing about a lot of Will Ferrell movies is that I look at them and I'm like, well, this just this seems too stupid. I'm not gonna watch this. But there are parts of we watched Step Brothers two years ago at Ryan's place. It has parts that are really funny. It has parts, some parts. You mean and parts like the into, like from the part that when the movie starts till the part where the the movie ends. That those are the good parts. That. Yeah, let's say that. And then there's uh, Anchorman, which I actually find funny. Uh, I think that's good. I don't think I've ever seen Anchorman 2. So I've seen Anchorman 2, like when it first came out, and I didn't like it. And I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about Eurovision and Will Ferrell. And someone was saying that there's like a recut of Anchorman 2 that they released, like when the Blu-ray came out. They they were saying like it's actually like really good. Like the like if you I can't remember exactly what they said, but they were saying like positive like they said they hated it the first time the first time it, they saw it and then rewatched it uh much, much later. And it was actually a lot better than they remember. But but really uh I just want to say that Will Farrell is tainted because he was an executive producer on Hot Rod. So I know. Why do we have to? We like we can't get through one episode without you guys taking a shot at Andy Samberg now. <laughs> that should be our new thing. What is he going to think but, when he listens to this podcast? He's going to think none of us like him. He's going to be thinking about. He's going to be wondering where his nearest razor blade is so that he can cut himself. What do you think, guys? Is, are you ready for me to give? Are you ready for me to give the big boy review of Eurovision? Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, big boy review, Chris. Do you have a big boy review of Eurovision? Eurovision is a film starring Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, and Pierce Brosnahan about Ferrell McAdams' characters trying to win an American Idol-type competition, except this is in Europe. Ferrell and McAdams, uh, Lars and Sigrid, um, they represent Much a less fict- American. Yes. They represent a fictional country in Europe called Iceland. By the topography um, and climate and clothing, it Chris, appears this Iceland is a Nordic country. Did you say fictional country? Yeah. Fictional, yes. Iceland. There's there's an Iceland. Are you I, sure it's not Ice, George R. R. Martin making Iceland. Iceland. No, there's you saw the elves, Ryan. This is not a real place. Besides, like Ice Iceland. That's not even a creative name. It's it's like calling a country land land or or desert land or mountain land, ocean land. Yeah, that's a good one. We're singing Eurovision and we represent Waterworld. Come on, but the elves Just... do have really cute houses. So so Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams want to win this competition for the sake of their home country, where they feel hopelessly trapped. And. Uh, What's even worse about this fictional country is they depict it completely devoid of ice, except in one scene where we see ice falling into the water just to be like, oh, I guess it is Iceland. But it's actually not part of the land. It's, it's in the water. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> the, the, the lakes and the coasts of a country, they're not actually part of it. 
Yeah, so Iceland is a magical place filled with elves, but it lacks all sort of modern technology like paternity tests. At one point in Will Ferrell's home village, they estimate that, that uh, Pierce Brosnahan is father of half the children, uh, which helps with the night with the most important quadrant of, of incest. You know, that, incest. that so will they, won't they vibe, yeah. They might um, actually be brother and sister. They also lack modern forensic science because Will Ferrell gets his fingerprints all up in and over a, a murder weapon and pays no <laughs> consequence for it. <laughs> I do not believe that this Iceland has has cell phones yet because Will Ferrell uh, leaves the competition because uh, he's embarrassed. They do have ice. They do have cell phones in Iceland right now, tonight. I okay, keep going. But mean, I'm just like, telling you, they have in, in cell phones. The they just they just got them tonight. The I'm movie, just saying. At, 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 Chris said, uh, "Never mind." Well, Will Will Ferrell goes back to Iceland, mm-hmm. and. Uh, like does not find out that they've actually advanced to the finals um, until like someone literally tells him they have no means of getting word to him until he's, he's out at sea until he's fishing. Yeah. Yeah. But who takes their phone when they're fishing? Okay. But all right. I would have thought the whole drive home to Iceland would, you would have had a chance to get a call. He anyway, was doing, he was doing a social, he was doing a social media diet. Okay. All right. And they don't text or okay, whatever. But what this fictional paradise lacks in amenities, it makes up for in scenery. I don't know where they filmed this, uh, but I'd love to live this at this place. The, do you guys know if it was filmed in like Norway or a Canadian maritime province? Because the scenery is great. This this <laughs> this place, wherever they filmed it, this place looks really cool. Um, I, I wish it were a real place. Um, it's a very educational movie. Um, beyond um, beyond the fictional stuff like Iceland and another country called Finland, you learn you actually learn interesting facts like um, that Israel is actually in Europe because they're able to sing in the Eurovision contest. Uh, and I also learned, uh, guys, did you know this is actually based on a silly European competition? Like, there's like it's not just a movie about a silly European singing competition with dumb, immemorable music like this is actually based on a real contest that happens every year in uh, europe fact, fact no check. that no fact. that's the contest is fake iceland is real you got it backwards australia has been in the competition so does that mean australia is in europe or that australia is made up it's called eurovision i assume red velvet countries <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm not making it up uh, Why would they call it Eurovision if you don't have to be European to be a part of the contest? Because I don't understand a- it. Australians are special. Uh, Australians love Eurovision so much that I believe it's for the 50-year university uh, anniversary. They invited Australia to participate in the contest, and they did. Yeah. Australia is awesome, and yet you think that um, a a elephant would be a better surrogate than kangaroo. <laughs> If if you are done making fun of my culture, let me tell you that this this is an amazing movie. I love this movie. Uh, this is my culture. So Eurovision is an amazing spectacle that takes place every year. Uh, it's a singing competition between European countries where they compete. Like and Israel then, and Australia. Like Israel and Australia. 
And uh, it has been going on from 90. I actually looked this up because I was like, I'm not actually sure exactly how long it's been going on. So it's been going on, going on since 1956, which, according to themselves, I guess, makes it the longest running annual televised international music competition. <laughs> That's a lot of modifiers there. How many of them can there be? Held on. On Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Also, it says that it is the longest-running annual televised international music competition that wasn't held in the year 2020 because it was cancelled. So, it's no longer annual. Ooh, so they've got that record, too. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I was was unsure about what to think about the movie in general. I found it sort of funny. But then there is... It's not quite halfway through the movie... Uh, but they're at the Russians' home, and uh, everyone starts to sing along in this medley of famous songs. And all of these Eurovision artists that uh, have won the competition, like Conchita Wurst or Alexander Rubak or Lorene and so on, they all show up and they start to sing that song. And I, I was grinning from ear to ear. Just so great. I love this. And I so I, so Will Ferrell got the idea for the movie because he was either watching or he was at the 1999 Eurovision contest, and he where, just thought it was great. Where Charlotte Nilsson won with "Take Me to Your Heaven." Yeah, Thomas, have you heard of ABBA before this movie? <laughs> are, are, Wait, they're a real they, band. I looked it up, and are they really? They they exist. Yeah, I I had no idea. Now with uh, this Battle of Waterloo, is that a real thing? ABBA actually. No, they no. That's a fictional battle that they um, they because uh, they uh, said. Uh, but Wellington boots, those are a real thing, right? Wellingtons. I believe this is a true fact that ABBA in 1974 in Brighton actually revolution revolutionized the competition because they were the first group to perform using playback. So they are the Milli Vanilli of Europe. I have, Wait a second. They I don't, don't know what sing that means. Live on there? No. They, they by, by playback, you mean lip syncing, right? Yep. There's a band um, in America in the was this early '90s, Milli Vanilli. That it was like a scandal. Like so, they, we punish people for doing yes. what everyone does <laughs> in their contest. Um, Pretty much. So, do can you guess which country has won the most Eurovision titles? Let's see. Which is the most flamboyant? An effeminate and silly nation. Portugal. Incorrect. Germany. Ireland. Yes. Ireland has seven titles. Andorra. <laughs> Ireland has uh, seven titles. Uh, Johnny Logan has two wins as an artist for Ireland and one win uh, as a writer for one of the songs. In Eurovision, we have seen acts like ABBA, Celine Dion, Julio Iglesias, uh, Olivia Newton-John, it's a terrific event. Isn't Celine Dion from Canada? Isn't isn't Olivia Newton John from Australia? <laughs> well, as as Red we, Velvet. <laughs> uh, what, what, one of the one of the things that I do want to make clear though is that <clears throat> why I say that this this is literally my culture is that there is no other country in Europe that takes Eurovision as seriously as Sweden. So the Swedes have become. Then why obs- haven't you won more times? The we're second. It's it's okay. We'll we'll get them soon. But the point is that Swedes take this way too fucking seriously. So in Sweden, 
we have so some countries when they're going to send uh, an artist to Eurovision, you know Thomas, what they do? Thomas, they they Thomas. just have a jury at the local TV station, like the state-run TV station, station, and they just pick a random artist and they send that one. In Sweden, we have five different stages and then a grand final to pick the winner. It, it's 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 a huge circus. Johnny John uh, John. <laughs> so what? Thomas, say, Chris? was your dad hard on you as a child? Was it was there no dancing in your house? And then one Eurovision, you spontaneously burst out dancing and your dad changed I don't, you. I don't like the insinuation. All Swedes love Eurovision. Uh, there's, right. there's, there's, there's nothing gay about it. We are all very straight and very masculine. <laughs> and that has n- nothing to do with our love for this competition. The movie we watched this week is called Eurovision. It's a 20... Um, uh. <laughs> what is happening? Hold on. It's a it's comedy like... from uh, from this year. And it is a Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams indie vehicle. And it wasn't is directed by... Is that like by... a Batmobile? It's directed by David Dobkin, who... Uh, he directed some funny things in the early 2000s and some good things. And then he's really not done anything for a while. What else has he done? I don't know uh, this guy. You know, I looked it up and I, I just remember what I said is that I know that. Shanghai Nights, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, Wedding Crashers. Change crash. Up. Yeah, and then. Who doesn't love Wedding Crashers? The Change Up. The Change Up is funny with Jason Bateman and uh, Ryan Reynolds. It's pretty funny. Uh, the movie cost, uh, I believe I saw somewhere that it cost like three and a half million to make or something. Did you say three and a half million? That doesn't sound right. How did they do it? For, I mean, how much did Will Ferrell cost? Right. Well, he probably did it for his love of the art. <laughs> the love of his... Uh... Listen, we, we've got to stop and bing this. That that does not sound right. Okay. Um, so on the fount of all knowledge, also known as Wikipedia... Oh, no, I apologize. It says that production costs in Iceland were 3.6 million, of which the Icelandic government paid a million. Well, okay. when you're a fictional country, like, you just make up money. Like, whatever. It was 30... <laughs> I, I found it, I found it, I found it. Eurovision 2020 will cost ampersand 26.25 million, according to the MPO budget. What currency is that? Yeah, what is what uses ampersand? Ampersand. That's what it says on Google. Play Yaya Ding Dong. Um, before we get to our surprise movie from this week, because we decided to keep it out of the title of the uh, episode, so you're going to be surprised. Uh, Thomas has some thoughts on vomiting. Yes, yes, I do, and I want, and so, so, so. We often hear about the decline of civil society, the decline of culture. Christians like to go on about, well, what is it? We're lost people? We're fallen people? I don't know. Something like that. Um, and, and everything is bad. There are drag shows everywhere and everything is terrible. Uh, and so th- this is correct, it's right? It's drag queen hour. Story at libraries. Sora Bamari speaks for all Christians. So go on. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and so libraries. If there's have, one thing we can agree on. It's that. 
Uh, and so, uh, and I think that one of the one of the things that has gone wrong with society, and one of the things that is contributing to the fact that we have all of these depraved behaviors going on, is that if you turn on, I, I don't even know what a talk show is anymore. If you turn on Oprah or what's her name, Raquel Ray or Jerry Springer, is he still alive? And so you, you yeah, turn on these shows. There. And what you will see, what you will see is Robot Steve and the Martian Beef. What you will see on these shows are a lot of people going there, opening their hearts up, and a lot of times they will be crying. You will literally. Are are we still listing names of shows? You will literally see men, grown men, on stage crying. And it is no wonder that when this kind of weakness is displayed in society, it makes us uh, weaker as a whole. And that is something that we really need to deal with. Because not only does it make us weaker, but it also makes me really uncomfortable to see other people cry. And I really think that they ought to be more considerate of my feelings when they are on air. Or if they are on the subway and someone has broken up with them, you're not supposed to be crying. You're, what do the Brits say? You're supposed to take a stiff upper lip. Yeah, you're supposed to take uh, one. That's, everything's stiff over here. Yeah, just like the poster says, just lay there and take it. Like you are not supposed to be crying and venting your emotions everywhere. That is what leads to a weak society. And so, hold on, what posters are we talking about? <laughs> lay back and think of England. No, what do they say? Stay calm and carry on. <laughs> oh, that's what that means. I didn't oh, those, know. Those are two different things. It's <laughs> but it seems like you're wrapping up to something so it's it's all it's all in the, sh- it's the same genre uh, and so 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 the thing here is that i i would like today to take a stand for just for vomiting so a lot of times we think of vomiting as being something that is of weakness you're not supposed to be vomiting in public it is like you need to have a strong constitution yeah, like when you are vomiting, really what you're doing is that you are cleansing yourself. You're cleansing your body of whatever it is that's not supposed to be there and you're getting it out of you. And it's actually an act of strength. And I think that it should be celebrated. So for example, so we should for do example, it in public? wherever, like you should set a good example for your kids. So if you think of a Seinfeld episode, there is a Seinfeld episode where one of the women, is it Jerry or, or George who's dating the, the woman who... Um, uh, goes and throws up what she eats. George. Yeah. And so, like, so if someone actually has the strength to do that and <laughs> shove two fingers down your throat and then throw up your food because oh, you boy. want to remain skinny, hey, that's, like, that's an act of strength. That is something that we should celebrate. We, we should celebrate women who do it <laughs> and we shouldn't be putting them down because that, if anything, is anti-feminist. So... Shame women who cry in public. Number one. Number one. Rule number one for Thomas. <laughs> this is his plan when he runs. Rule number office. two: expel any bodily fluid wherever you want because you are purging yourself of <laughs> impurities. Mm-hmm. Would you have a ranking of the bodily fluids that you, that you could purge? Like, is would you say one is more manly than than another? I mean, if you are, uh, you know, uh, if you're if you're having the drizzles. You can take a quick <laughs> squirt in public. Yeah, whether it's day or night. 
You mean night soil, day soil? I I, I, I know that uh, JVL on the one of the live shows he had a ranking of bottle diffusers. I don't I don't really have a ranking. I don't separate them. I just I just, just think get them it out. should be it should be encouraged. Yeah, just just get them out. Well, Thomas, things are starting to take shape a little bit for me. I mean, do you remember when we first met, you and I? I was so drunk from all the liquor I had on the plane that I have no recollection of this. No, you you threw up because you you ate Chick-fil-A. Oh, right. Yeah. First thing you did when you got to his house. Well, he threw up before he got to my house, but when he got to the door, he's just like, can I go to to wash myself off? I vomit all over myself. (laughs) So what you're saying is you should have been proud. Have you should have been yeah. like, you should have like, been I like, refuse to be how do you do? I have vomit this. on my hand. <laughs> I refuse to be shamed for this. It, it took uh, a lot of courage. And I, I believe that this, this should be celebrated. COVID-19 started on a road trip after a Chick-fil-A lunch. <laughs> I'd like to, someone should go back in the archives and um, we should pull up some snippets of Thomas being embarrassed to talk about throwing up just so we can see his evolution. Mm-hmm. I remember he did not want to talk about it. It, it, is, a, it is an instance of great personal growth for myself. Okay. And I believe that others also deserve to see the light. Thank, thank you for bringing everyone else along. Thomas, question. Is your favorite movie, um, I'm forgetting the name, um, but, but like Tom Armas. Hanks, Tom, Tom Hanks is, is just like, there's no crying in baseball where he yells at the, the woman for crying. No, is that the my, best scene in all of cinema? No, my uh, favorite, favorite movie is the, the one I'm forgetting the name on where Anna de Armas is projectile vomiting all over the place. The, the clue-like movie, what's it called? Oh, Knives Out. That's it. A League of Their Own is the one I was thinking of. Ryan likes it. Um, it was the muddy ball of, of ladies' baseball. Tom Hanks, that's a pretty uh, progressive, uh, really emphasized on-base percentage. and um, just Just kind of pushed aside old school baseball of moving the runner over and things like that. Chris, um, you were saying how you're hoping that since Thomas won't have his cell phone anymore, we won't have to text with him as much, but Thomas, is it true? We won't be able to um, stay in contact with you after you get rid of your American cell phone. I mean, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that I don't know how. Well, this has become particularly tricky since you guys aren't really on Twitter anymore. American Facebook. I'll be on Sweden. Do they have American Facebook in Sweden? We have. So we, we, have, we, have doc, we have dot com. What do you have in Sweden? Dot S-E. Dot S-E. So, so do you have Facebook dot S-E? Yes. Like, does, the, does, that, does that, like, integrate with American stuff? Like, can you, can you like and, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can you like and comment on our stuff if you're on an S-E and we're on dot com? I don't know. I feel like if if I if I hit Yilla on an American post, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what America if American Facebook would know what to do with that. It would be like, well, what is this Yilla? Well, what is that? How, how does it work? Well, do you remember when Adam, when we were trying to figure out how how the SSCU was going to stay in touch? He had like some group me or like some. Are you guys open to that, or would we have to talk to Adam then if we went moved over to his platform? What about TikTok? Could we that's, communicate via TikTok? TikTok's so hot right now. Wait, what? I just invested in it. You bought stock in TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Trump's going to shut it down, man. Okay. Oh. Well, I had so I many videos planned. I think we'd have to dance. I think we'd have to dance. Dance? 
or lip sync. Right. Is AOL Instant Messenger still an option? You can handwrite notes. How long does mail take from Austin, Texas to Sweden, Sweden? Sweden.se. Are we talking like, what's it called? Bottle mail? No. Mail, mail in yeah, a I'm bottle? I'm going to put it in a bottle. Let, just let like, her, let her, just let like her, what's his name? Stingray? No, Sting. It's just Sting. It's not Stingray. It's actually a fish. I think it's Manta Ray. We lost a uh, great uh, Animal Planet channel guy to a Stingray. May you rest in peace. What about messenger? Now his, now his daughter's <laughs> doing it. Great, <laughs> Ryan. Ryan, where, where where was he from? Red Velvet. <laughs> what? But what about messengers? What if we get people on horses to like ride messages back and forth? Wells Fargo wagon, protected by the Pinkerton. Ryan uh, or Thomas, I, I don't think horses can ride across the ocean. No, they swim. Dummy. Horses swim. You've never seen. <laughs> Horse water polo? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said that most of them drowned. When oh, they tried shit. That. Yeah, they can't all swim. But <laughs> you know, you, Have know you ever what? tried to drag a dead horse out of a pool? <laughs> it ain't easy. They cut the cock off. <laughs> oh, we're back to horse cocks. Uh, seems to be a theme here. Wait, wait, no, but, but we've been finding oh, a way to, to communicate. Our, our, oh. like maybe by podcast, like transition. If if I want to 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 talk about what we're gonna do on the next episode, maybe I could just record a podcast and you guys could listen to it, and then you could respond by recording a podcast and releasing it, and I would listen to that back, and we could just get into a daily routine of, of okay, of okay. Podcasts. This seems like a like it could work, except for we will never never hear yours because you won't be able to figure out how to set up a podcast. That's, that's a low <laughs> blow. What? What is okay? What, what I won't if, listen to yours because I won't have an opportunity to interrupt you. <laughs> what if? No, we, you will. You'll still be. <laughs> what if we instead of recording podcasts, just just record videos on VHS tapes and then we mail those to each other? I think that's pretty convenient. You burn the VHS tapes onto a. Um, well, could I have someone transfer the VHS to a DVD and then I could watch the DVD? Why would you do that? I was going to have someone transfer the VHS to a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> with slides for each uh, frame. Then I was going to flip work. them. I was going to flip could them. Work. I was going to flip uh, them really I, fast. I, 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 I think we need to brainstorm this a little bit more. Okay. Well, basically, we'll, we'll return from, to it. Done. From what Good I'm getting from this, we're like we're done. Like we'll just have to talk every like once a week. That's that's what I'm hearing. Transition. See, the thing is, um, the first vowel in a word, you want to make it long instead of short. That's the that's the trick to the Australian accent. Face. Uh, Thomas, you uh, you said that you had a game. Oh, damn it! Didn't work with game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I do have a game, uh, and so I got the idea for this game during last week's episode when I was editing it. Uh, and I figured that it would be uh, fun to do here. Is it us looking stuff up again? Okay. So, so here's here, here's the deal. Do we, we do guess this? phone numbers of people in the Stockholm phone book? Do we do we do this out loud? So, in in just just in your in your head, this would be a really quick game. In your head, I will give you twenty movies. In your head, count how many of those movies that you have watched. 
And then we'll rip it. Are you, are you guys ready? Okay. So I can't use my fingers to count. I mean, you, you can count however you want to. Just just count. Okay. Ready? I've got an umpire's clicker. American you can only sniper. Count to three. You can only count to three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're ready. American sniper. One. You don't have to say that. We'll. Re- we'll. Never mind. Just shut up. The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, The Lego Movie, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, Transformers, Age of Extinction, Maleficent, X-Men, Days of Future Past, Big Hero 6, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Godzilla, 22 Jump Street, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Interstellar, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Gun Girl, Divergent, and Neighbors. Ryan, what did you get? I, I know what the point of this game is now, and I'm not playing. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so his answer is 20. Uh-huh. Oh, it's not 20. It was not 20. 19, it was not 20. 21. <laughs> no. My answer, my answer is 8. 16. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this game has uh, proven my point and I am ready to move on to other segments. You can Ryan fuck your every... other segments right off. Um, <laughs> Ryan watches every movie. Well, well, I mean, you you picked a, a lit... No, no. He picked he picked 20 movies where, you know, 16 of them I've talked about seeing them. So he... I, I, I literally picked the 2014 box office and just did the top 20. That was just 2014. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I've seen 16 of the top 20 grossing movies of 2014. Yes. <laughs> How many were there for you, Thomas? Uh, I haven't actually counted. Do it. It's not going to take that long. No. Uh, <clears throat> one, two, three, four, Fuck my phone five, six. Whoops. I've seen six. What? How have you only seen six? You've seen Interstellar. You've seen 22 Jump Street. No. Nope. You've seen... Why haven't you seen 22 Jump Street? I, I have no... I mean, a lot of these movies are like divergent. No interest. Seen Neighbors, no interest. Teen, yeah, I've seen uh, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Okay. Guys, I, this, this is a good segment. I, mean, I, don't, I we dropped have not my phone, done this. so I don't know where we are. <laughs> we haven't done enough counting lately, and this this definitely... <laughs> So, Ryan, you have not found your phone. Uh, so, is it my turn? Chris, yeah. to your anecdote. Thomas, you, you know I do not know much about hockey. Uh, but there are a few names from my youth that I remember. Uh, Peter Forsberg. Forsberg. Joe Sackett. Mike Modano. Wait, this, this is about me. This isn't about you. Oh. But, but yeah, Mike Modano, Paul Correa, Pablo Bure, Tamu Solani. Um, but, but, but one of my favorites uh, from growing up was a name that's – I don't know. Is it, would, it, would we call this an automatopoeia? Um, uh, do you know what I'm talking about, Thomas? Like, say, poof. <laughs> Keith Kachuk. Kachuk. Yeah. Keith Kachuk. Like, I remember yes. pronouncing it Kachuk. Well, I saw a headline where there's a hockey player named Kachuk. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, 
this player plays for Thomas's. Unfortunately, Thomas likes the Edmonton Oilers. Um, his son is it? What's his his first name? It's not Keith. So his son's name is it Matthew. Kachuk. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, plays Kachuk. for the Flames. Uh, Brady Tachuk plays for the Ottawa Senators. There's two of them. That's yeah. great. All right, um, Thomas, would you uh, do your best to spell the last name Kachuk? Um, T K A C H U K. Well, you said those letters way too fast. Uh, I'm just gonna assume you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I am. I am. I am correct. It's not hard when other players are on your team. Can Can you bing it? Because I think he got it wrong. I don't think it's T K. <clears throat> you hadn't looked it up before you asked him. I did, but it's hard to find in my notes. And I think that's what he said. T K A C H U K. Yeah, and that is the correct spelling. Oh, then I spelled it wrong in my notes. <laughs> Uh, okay, is there a broader point to this? No, I just... Uh, <laughs> that's it. So I told Chris about this before the podcast, but I, I wanted to share this with you guys here in the banter section. This is a book. Hey, let's banter. It looks... Uh, wh- what would you say this book reminds you of? Phone book. It, it reminds you of a phone book. It isn't a phone book, though. So I was wondering if you guys, before I tell you, do you guys want to take Where are all the stabs? pictures of phones? <laughs> it's not a phone TV book. Guide. It has it's no a coffee TV table guide. book about coffee tables. Uh, there, it's a coffee table no, book about phones. TV no, guide. Here, here. <clears throat> I'll, I'll show you what the inside looks like as well. Uh, channel listing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot of Swedish channels. <laughs> the listeners don't know. They could they could have thought you were holding up like a pamphlet. Okay, so I am holding up a relatively thick book uh, here in Sweden. Thomas. The listeners also might think that I think that a phone book looks like a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, it's been mm-hmm. way too long since we've done a show and tell segment, mm-hmm. so thank you for this. Yeah, counting and show and tell on the same episode. All right, so so this Back book to our roots. with its five hundred and forty four pages. Uh, this book is Taxeering's Kalendern. Uh, oh, well, what? Okay. Well, now, tuxedo now rentals. That you say it, now that you say <laughs> it, I feel dumb because it's so obvious. One of these is released for each region in Sweden. And in this magnificent book, which I love to just sit and flip through, you can look up any citizen in Sweden and see what their income was in the previous year. What? Are you kidding me? No, because uh, income, uh, uh, I don't know if it's the income tax or if they, I assume it's the income. Uh, Income, personal income in Sweden is public information. And so every year the government compiles this book. Holy Lord. (laughs) That was violent. Compiles this book and you can then buy it for, I think it's 10 bucks because they have to you know, cover the cost of producing it. You bought one. And then, uh, no, it's my mom. She gets one every year. Uh, and so you get it home, and it has all the names of all the people. So you're like... So you're looking up your neighbors. No, you wanted to know how much Michael Fassbender's wife made last year. Uh, neighbors, friends, family, enemies. Everyone's in there. You, you can just go look up how much they earned. That's, that's gross so, or net? Uh, it's before taxes. In America, you know, I think it, you'd be like the more you made, the you know, 
would be good. So in that, does are you like hoping for like a low number in Europe? <laughs> what is so it, is it like golf? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so so the thing about this, so I I think I think the reason why why this book exists is because there's something in Sweden called Jante, which is the idea that no one should think that they are better than anyone else. No one should stick out. No one Except should no one the should people be that are better special. than everyone else now know. <laughs> and sure. so so, so the you don't even that, need to have pissing contests because it's all in the book. So the idea is that we put all of their names and their like you don't need to even pull out your penis and, and show other people at the urinal who's got the biggest dong because it's in no. the freaking book. Yeah, and it's great because then you know who the bastard is that's making more money than everyone else, and you can shame them. Exactly, that's what I thought. You want it to be less. <laughs> you no, you can we, puke on them. You you want it to be average. That, that's or like point, the idea. Point you, your drizzle at them. The, the idea <laughs> yeah, of young is squirt. that you, you want to be mediocre, you want to be average, you want to be just like everyone else. That's what I tell the boys. <laughs> Thomas, do you, do you at parties at, just walk up to people and ask how much they make? I don't have to. No, I'm saying in America. Like, is this habit died hard for you? Is, is this a hard thing to give up? Are you like, hey, um, I'm, I'm just having a hard time acculturating how much do you make i mean it it has happened so the uh, the voting is done for the movie draft from last week i think we all did um during the draft i think we did the best that we were capable of i'll say that well so so the I, way I, we did the voting we have to we thought to talk about the scores the scoring we decided that we were going we, – we didn't know this. Well, Chris Chris went into the draft knowing that this is how we were going to do the scoring. Thomas and I thought that we were just going to put each entire team out up for vote and just let people decide which is the best team. And that was it. That was going to be the only vote. But Chris was That's drafting – That's how team thinking. sports work. Yeah, yeah. That, that is literally how team sports work. Oh yeah, yeah because oh, I forgot. I forgot that in yeah. baseball. I forgot that in baseball, the fans vote for every pitch. You're you're right. Never mind. Uh, well, so I forgot that you just like choose your eleven favorite players and throw them on the field. Well, I do. I put my eleven favorite players on the field in baseball. Yeah, Prince Fielder. Um, he, he's a good shortstop. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. What well, the, the point? The, yeah, the point. Uh, it's over. It's over. I don't know why we're still having this argument. We've already decided. Uh, so we decided that the fans were going to vote for each category and each category is going to be worth one point. So the fans vote for the best drama of the three of us, the best action horror comedy. And then we also put in that there was also going to be a, a category of best overall team. And so each category, the six categories were going to be worth one point and the overall was worth 1.5 points. The point I think Ryan, Ryan is trying Ryan to make. Ryan really needed that one and a half points to w- yeah. to beat Thomas. Is well, the point? The point. No, yeah, yeah. But the point Ryan is trying to make is that Brave is a better animated movie huh. than Wreck It Ralph, and we have proven it. I'm That's fine insane. with that. That's fine. Um, do you guys? Do you any of you have the um, the votes by category? Uh, drama. Thomas Argo. won with Argo. Um, horror, action, comedy. Chris, Chris, hey, you got one. Um, with Twenty One Jump Street versus uh, Silver Linings Playbook, and Thomas had um, 
that sweet the Danish movie. Yeah, the Danish movie that he picked. Danish movie Looper. It was like like Danish incest something. Uh, No, was Looper your action? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was kidding about how I kept thinking last week that you'd pick that. I swear, like even after it was over, this I I thought that you'd picked the. I thought you'd pick Brave, and the Royal, the Danish affair. Then we go to Blockbuster, which. Uh, I won with the Avengers. That was a blowout. That was a, that was not even close. Then uh, was that wild card blockbuster. Wild no um, animated or foreign language was next, and that was uh, <laughs> so brave, brave, brave one. Brave beat Wreck It Ralph. Mm-hmm. It was it was a blowout early, but then Wreck It Ralph made up some. Nobody liked the Lorax. Really didn't get any votes for that. <laughs> that's, um, that's so weird. Anyone seen Lorax? I, I mean, my boys, we watched Lorex like, uh, like I could quote the whole movie. Like I've seen Lorex a whole bunch of times. You could not quote the movie. I could quote the movie word for word right now. Let's start it off. All right. So, uh, Danny DeVito comes out in oh as the Lorex. God. He's the Lorex, and he says, "Okay, Pavarotti, stop that he, right there." <laughs> and so the the wild card, wild then... card, uh, Thomas won with. Um, What'd you have? Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty beat out. I think even Chris's wild card beat mine. What was your wild card, Chris? Um, nobody saw the place beyond the pines. Dread. Dread. Dread might, yeah, you might have. You might have beat me. You might have even won with that. And then sequel, I blew everyone away with The Dark Knight Rises. My first pick, the the best pick. I can't believe Chris took Rick and Ralph number <laughs> yeah, one overall. I still don't understand. Was, I don't. Why? I don't understand how Chris ended up with Men in Black three. It was like seriously, like uh, uh, like Chris was drafting, and because he picked the Descendants, which the Descendants would have been a great pick for the last pick. That would have been such a sleepy pick there. And then he finds out, oh, this 2011. And so it's like if it, he just takes Men in Black 3. They'd be like, you know, if he drafted Antonio Brown and we were like, oh, he's not, he's not, you know, playing this season. And instead of drafting another good receiver, he drafted Johnny Bench. That's what it was like. See, I don't think that the Descendants would have gotten all that many votes either. Johnny Bench changed, is a, but he could have put Moonrise is a good in comedy. I had a lot of flexibility in my lineup. But you know what? I... I, I'm very pleased with the results. I, f- I feel like it validates that I had the strongest team. Um, based had, on um, one point. the trash opinions of of our, of of the people who voted on it, uh, which we have seen all, people endorsing cargo shorts and American cheese and uh, the Avengers and just all kinds of crap. Um, I, I, I just could not be more pleased with the validation that cheese. I had that I had the best team american cheese That's is the best for obvious like there's no, no better cheese no, for burgers no, than american no, cheese no no it's insane That's <clears throat> not ins- you were against american cheese in the yeah what is wrong with you it's terrible it's it's not american and it's not cheese it's anyway uh in the overall team vote my team won that uh, gave me the extra point and a half because thomas won three of the categories i won two chris won one and then in the overall vote, I won, which gave me three and a half points. I win. Thomas, close second. Chris, congratulations close, close for people with no taste selecting you as their champion. I actually started uh, re-watching some of the movies on my list, uh, in- including some movies I've never seen before. So I'm going to get to loop. Oh, you, re- you re-watched a movie you've never seen before? Which one was that? 
I rewatched uh, Argo and Zero Dark Thirty the other day. Uh, so Zero Dark Thirty is an interesting movie because it is 25% of Jessica Chastain yelling at her boss, 25% torture, and 50% raid in a bada bob. And it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, we, we are... uh, Zero Dark Thirty is another one of the ones that I've watched. Uh, I can't even say how many times I've watched that movie. I think I fast forward the torture at this point, but other than that, I like everything about it. You said that you've seen it how many times? Uh, probably, I mean, at least a dozen, probably 20. And how many can times change... did you watch just the can torture I... part? <laughs> oh, just the torture. I mean, oh, boy, I ha- I do have that special DVD that's just a super cut of all the torture scenes. On a loop. I probably yeah. watched that like three or 400 times. I, that's I, why I, I fast forward it. I, I didn't realize that Ryan has seen this movie so many times. Can I change my pick? You should. You could trade with me, and then I'll have one by more. But we enjoy doing the draft, so Ryan enjoyed doing the draft so much that we're going to do it another time, and I believe that we have an understanding with Sonny that he's going to come out and do it with us. Wait, he, he, we're going to do it with Sonny? Boy. Mm-hmm. Virtually. Uh, yeah, Sonny, uh, I think maybe in two weeks. We have to figure out how we're going to draft a, pick a year. We're going to draft a year. We're going to draft four years. Uh, and I, the other thing about the draft that I really liked, I like the way we decided who, who goes first. So next time when we do it, I think what we'll do, like as we're starting, we'll put on Twitter, somebody just give us a celebrity. Give us a celebrity, yeah. yeah. And then we'll do the net worth of that. That was a much better way than, like literally when, on the Ringer podcast, they did, they did Paper, Rock, Scissors to figure out who went first. <laughs> but this was so much better than that. I mean, it's it's a big problem with 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 the three ways. Is who starts for who starts? One of the big things um, before we get to the movie draft. Um, one of the big things we need to talk about is uh, what we're doing for our for real listeners, real America, the people that uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, we the well, we we're going to have another live track come out in. What month is it? August. It's August. It's August. Uh, we're going to get have... this done in August? Do you have August in Sweden? Uh, we do. Uh, but he'll be much? in America. It oh, will be easier right. to do once you're here. The time will line up better. We're going to do... Apparently, The Matrix is what I'm hearing, is what I'm being told. Rumor, <laughs> the rumor has it. We're doing The Matrix. Yeah, well, we're, we're doing The Matrix, um, like the third one, right? We all agree that's the best one. The, it's superior to all the other Matrixes. Ma- we're gonna Matrixes. see. We're gonna go, we're gonna go to a theater and watch Matrix Four. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never seen Matrix Three. We're gonna watch the first one, which is great. You haven't seen all of them. I saw the second one. I mean, there's no use in seeing that. Th- I mean, I've seen. I've seen all of them. All right, but do you guys the know? The third what, one was weird, though. Do you Do you guys know what I'm going to be seeing in theater on August 30? August 30. <laughs> nope. Uh, t- Tenet. You're going to be seeing a blank screen after you broke into a movie theater? Tenet is being released in Sweden on August 26th, I think, or something like that. I get back to Sweden on the 29th, and so either that evening... That's it. I quit the podcast. Or the next day, I'm going to go see Tenet. You're not. not, They're not going to play it there. They're releasing it uh, worldwide, Europe and China, before they are in the U.S. That's not worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not the US it's not worldwide yeah so it's worldwide so I'm gonna go see that in August I saw I noticed it yesterday when I was scrolling down through the release dates and this I was is like, horse shit hey it's coming out 
No way. Yeah, I, I still don't believe it. It's going to be this Christopher is... Nolan. Christopher Nolan is a patriot. British. He's, he's an American. <laughs> damn it, Thomas. You stepped on my damn joke. <laughs> this is a t- guys, this is a terrible way to start a podcast. Now I'm going to be pissed off the whole podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm happy. I don't think I'm going to be very good tonight. So, um, how are you guys doing today? Uh, Chris, Thomas, you're getting skipped for this section because we are, unless you have something. Do you have something for how are you doing? I just received a text message uh, from my airline that I can check in for my flight. Uh, I'm about to start my 48-hour trip to uh, the U.S. uh, here on uh, Sunday. Sunday. Isn't it Saturday morning right now? And well, I mean, it's Monday now when people are listening to this. So I will be on the road right now. You're, you're flying right now. They let you, the airlines need so much money. They have a podcast uh, section. <laughs> they have a podcast closet. That's what all the new Airbuses come with. It used to be the toilet. Chris, so uh, you guys have the, I just heard today that the Sturgis Biker Rally is still on. Um, for South Dakota this week, but what, I know that you're that? the Sturgis Biker Rally. Two two hundred fifty thousand people are coming. You've not heard of Sturgis? I, I which is a you, small year. You, we had what seven hundred thousand people? Yeah, seven hundred thousand people in one year. Twenty just like bikers. Um, is it the fishing contest? Is Sturgis a fish? You think of, of Sturgeon? Sturgis oh. is a city in South Dakota that that hosts. And this large biker rally of more than half it's, a million. It's, it's happening. Gather um, in Sturgis. And um, so I know, know that you were, you, you said that you've been to, what was it, like eight or nine years in a row? You've, you've been to <laughs> Sturgis now? Yeah, yeah. And that's right. Uh, it's because you modeled this our... year. I was ready. I was ready to fight through the COVID uh, and, and just, and just take my chances. But as you know, Ryan, we talked about this a little bit. They canceled uh, my favorite event. It's very well. I heard that you, I'd heard that they canceled a uh, a number of your favorite events. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, just go over a quick list. Like, um, cough snowballing was canceled. Um, Scorch looking contest was is off this year. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, the, uh, the four ball handshake is is out. It's not really Sturgis unless you have. And then really, the with the other one was really, it, it, it seemed like it would have gone great this year. The flatten the curve of my penis with your penis contest. <laughs> I mean, it defines Sturgis. I mean. You you did model there, your you you'd modeled your outfit the yeah. the chaps and nothing else and I don't have to say ashless chaps because ass uh, chaps are naturally ash assless yeah ashless yeah. I keep saying ash listeners out there may wonder like what Sturgis is like why do so many bikers converge in this unknown South Dakotan town uh, and and what do they do there well of of course you know. Um, Western South Dakota is, is is very naturally beautiful. We have the the Badlands, we have the Black Hills, um, some really neat drives, uh, which is what they gather for. But there's also just a lot of like hanging out in Sturgis. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of uh, there's a lot of lubing. What goes on? There's there's a lot of where polishing. Is Where's Sturgis? 
so it's, it's west like the far far west far west part uh, it's on california? i-90 california. Um, far okay. west part so of, of california. south dakota it is uh why does this happen there at eight at 80 miles per hour uh, which is our speed limit it probably still takes like six hours to get there what, what okay so ryan has a good question what why why dare why yeah oh i it, i have no idea because there's nothing but space what happens well, like in like the said, other 11 months of the year? N- absolutely nothing. Um, but like I said... So it's like, just like a nothing town. Like, there's nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing there. It's, it's not a particularly nice town. But like... Um, and, but swingers like it. I mean, so, so it's a nothing town, um, but it is, it is a few miles from some, some really beautiful uh, natural beauty, which is great... Um, a great wide open space for motorcycle riding. So um, you can, not only are there not a lot of people out there, but there's um, really great territory for riding, which I assume is, is why they gather there. And like I said, uh, there's just a lot of hanging out in town. There's a lot of lubing, a lot of polishing. You lube up your instrument and that's what Harley people call motorcycles. They call it their instrument. So you you just go to town on your instrument, you polish it up, you polish your instrument, um, and there's a lot of polishing and showing off your uh, your instrument. And this has been, I just binged it. It's been going on since 1938. What? 1938? And I yeah. visited Wikipedia too. I, I could not find a, a good reason for... for CNN, when I was listening to the, as I always do, the uh, <laughs> podcast version of the lead with Jake Tapper today... Uh, the reporter, but Jake Tapper was off, so it was a little disappointing. Um, so the reporter uh, said Sturgis, South Dakota. And I was like, oh, South Dakota, where Chris, you know, and the, and then the anchor said Sturgis, North Dakota. And I was like, oh, it's not in South Dakota, because I assumed the anchor was correcting her. And then the reporter said South Dakota again. And I was like, what the fuck? It's fake news. The fake news CNN doesn't know where Sturgis is. They're this trying to trick what, people. They're this trying is to trick you can't half trust pe- them. No, you can't. They try to get yeah. half the people to go to Sturgis, North Dakota. Well, I'll I'll share an anecdote here of of I mean, I get it. Like some people just don't know the country, but some people just kind of see the middle of the country as like not worth knowing about, which which is This isn't an anecdote. It's just ignorance. You know, it's like it's like there's there's like, ah, oh, we don't we don't know, we don't care. Where it's interesting, like, I feel like people in the middle of the country know a lot about the rest of the country because, like, they travel and, like, they they go see it. They choose not to live there, but whatever. Um, But I remember – I don't remember where I was, but they found out I was in South Dakota. And they're like, oh, you live in South Dakota. That's where, like, all the oil is. And I was like, "Mm, no, like, that's that's North Dakota. Um, But they said something in response that was like – but aren't you kind of proud of me for knowing that there's oil in North Dakota? <laughs> and well, I just you kind of didn't at, know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just kind of looked at them and I was just like, no, like, no, you're you're just dumb. Like, sorry. I, not only that, but like the region you're talking about uh, is 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 about the distance. Uh, if we're talking about me and 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 oil country, it would be like. Boston and like North Carolina, like these, re- they, like these places aren't near each other. Is that uh, is that the Bakken oil field in North Dakota? Yes. Yeah. See, see, I know things. Which which uh, um, 
again, like I'm not that plugged in, but like my understanding is with with oil prices dipping um, as they have, like it's just they're not doing anything up there. You know, you got to have oil prices at a certain place for them to for it to be worthwhile right. for them to actually. It, it's a little bit more expensive to extract with fracking than than other means. Okay, I'm gonna do the intro, guys, um, and I'm gonna do it in uh, Thomas's accent. And I'm gonna do the whole show in Thomas's accent. And I think that'll be pretty funny. Um, but I gotta say, my um, there's a key to unlocking the accent for me, so I gotta say my key phrase here real quick. <laughs> Red velvet, <laughs> Barbie. Okay, got it. Welcome to the Ryan. It's no, Ryan. 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 No. What? Ryan. I'm trying, guys. I am this trying is... to do the intro. Do I no, sound like just... that? Do this I sound is like in that? Thomas's accent. It's the accent. You, I mean, you people said, have a, have an accent or they don't have an accent, right? So, are you saying it's a dichotomy? Red, red velvet, red velvet, shrimp on uh, the bobby. I I don't know what that is, but that's not Swedish. Right, Ryan, are you saying Swedish. that you either have an accent or you don't? Yes, people either have an accent or they don't have an accent. So you have I'm, an doing, accent. I'm doing the accent right now. I'm doing the You're accent. Red velvet. That's the accent. That's an accent. That, so you it, have an uh, you. So you're saying Thomas sounds like Tamatoa. <laughs> you know, the like Crocodile Dundee has an accent. Thomas has an accent. They have the accent. The the accent. Some people say the accent. A lot of people are saying it's the accent. But you also have an accent. No. No. <laughs> no. I'm just like Chris and I just or non-accent we, people. We speak English. And then there's then there's the accent that are that everyone else has has that accent. Do you so think I was I, doing Do you think I, I sound like Crocodile Dundee? You, yeah, you have an accent. He has an accent, you have an accent. I don't Well, I'm not going to do it. Fine. Fine. I'm not going to do it. You guys have just, you guys just, have just, it takes just, it takes courage. It takes courage to do an accent. Um, you have to put yourself out there, believe in yourself. And now I don't believe in myself anymore. Just so I'm just going to throw read the up intro. and do the intro. Yeah. <clears throat> Throwing up. Gross. I, they, I don't like people who throw up. Welcome to the SSEU podcast, the average Jack of Orkin client age odd episode old podcast about things we say we're going to do, <laughs> but don't. I am Ryan, your host with a scrote. And with me, as always, are Thomas, who likes his cars, how he likes his women, cheap. No more than 10 years old and a hot muffler. Chris, the <laughs> biggest fan and best friend of Beave, the long-running afternoon TV show on ABC Family, uh, Robot Steve and the Martian Beave. Guys, how are you today? Did you say the age of Jack Kevorkian? Yeah. Client. Do you realize he's dead? So what does that I said say Jack about Jack Kevorkian client's age? Because he did euthanasia to old people and we're on like episode 90. So he only he only assisted people who were ninety years old. I don't know. <laughs> I assume, oh, no. Okay. Well, I mean, I was just saying their average age was probably ninety. I said the average Jack Kevorkian client age odd episode old podcast. Okay, which uh, uh, Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. One, three, four, seven, twelve, thirteen, 
17. You're counting by nineteen. threes and fives. <laughs> Guys, are, are, are you ready for me to count down? Hang on, I need to practice the intro. I will pull up the Evernote and we can get started.